Well, we have got some great things to learn this morning from God's Word. So I hope you're going to listen. I hope you're going to pay attention as we look at God's Word together. Let me ask you to listen to what... I'm going to do something, and I want you to tell me what I'm doing. So listen hard. I want you to tell me what I'm doing. Now, boys and girls, if you take 2 plus 2 and add it together, that makes 7. If you then divide it by uh, peanut butter, you get marmite. And if you then plant the marmite in the ground, it will grow into a custard tree. You can plug the custard and have it with your crumble. You're thinking, oh no, he's gone mad. What am I talking? I'm talking what? Someone tell me, what am I talking? Yeah? I'm talking nonsense. I'm talk- there it is. I'm talking nonsense. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Let me show you a picture of, uh, of someone. Who's this? Who's that? Yeah, who's that? It's Mr. Nonsense. And Mr. Nonsense... Where, does anyone know where Mr. Nonsense lives? He lives in Nonsense Land, doesn't he? I think. And Mr. Nonsense's best friend is Mr. Silly. And Mr. Nonsense and Mr. Silly, they spend all their time together and they do all kinds of things that don't make any sense. Nonsense. It doesn't make sense. Now, the opposite of nonsense is truth. The opposite of nonsense is truth. And we're going to think this morning about those two words, about nonsense and about truth. Now, I need your help this morning. Will you help me? I need your help. This half of the church, now, I don't know you, so I don't want you to be offended, but I want you to be the nonsense half. I don't, please don't be offended, but I want you to be the nonsense half. Now, when I point at you, I want you to say nonsense, okay? Let's have a practice. Okay, not bad. Now, I think you could probably say, you know, if, if, you, if someone says you're talking nonsense, they put a bit of nonsense into it. So, so let's have a... Very good. Now, this side of the church, you are the truth side of the church. So, when I point at you, you need to say truth. Okay, so here we go. Great. Now, we'll have to... Uh, so, you have to stay awake. And if I point at your side of the church... I want you to shout out nonsense or truth. Now, in Acts chapter 26, which we read earlier, we read about a man called Paul. And Paul went everywhere telling people about Jesus. Paul was so excited about Jesus, everywhere he went, he went and said, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. And he went into synagogues, and he went to the marketplaces, and he went anywhere that there were people in order to talk to them about Jesus. He preached the message of Jesus. Now, even when Paul had been in prison, there's one time he was in prison, and he was locked up, and even in prison, he talked about Jesus. In fact, he didn't just talk about Jesus. Does anyone know what he did? He sang about Jesus, that's right. And he was so excited about Jesus, he told everybody he met about Jesus. It's like when, you know when you're really excited about something, you want everybody to know. Paul was like that about Jesus. He wanted everybody to know about this man, Jesus. Well, Paul had got out of prison. He then travelled around a bit. He'd been to Ephesus and Macedonia and other places, talking, talking to all the time about Jesus. And then, Paul got to Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, Paul was arrested again. And he was put in prison again because he'd been talking about Jesus. And he was moved to a place called Caesarea. And it was there that he was brought before a man called Festus. Now, that is a funny name, isn't it? Can you imagine calling your child Festus? Sorry if there's anyone called Festus here. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, if there is, you can, I'll apologise afterwards. 
But Festus, Festus was like the judge. And Festus listened. And as, as Paul talked, what do you think he talked about? Jesus. He talked about Jesus. And he told Festus all about Jesus. But look what Festus thought of what Paul said. We'll put it on the screen. Here it is. Look what Festus thought. Paul's talked about Jesus. And Festus said, you are out of your mind, Paul. Your great dry- learning is driving you insane. Festus said, he's talking it's rubbish about Jesus. That's what Festus says. It's gobbledygook. It doesn't make sense. It's not... Very good. But now look what Paul says in verse 25. Because Paul says, I'm not out insane, most excellent Festus. What I am saying is true and reasonable. Festus says it. Paul says it. Now this morning, we're going to think which one of them is right. Is Festus right or is Paul right? All this stuff about Jesus, is it nonsense or is it true? We're going to think this morning about that. Well, what was Paul saying? Let's see if we can find what Paul was saying about Jesus that Festus thought was... What was he saying? Well, Paul said lots of stuff about Jesus. But right at the heart of what Paul said was that Jesus rose from the dead. Let's have that on the screen. There it is. Jesus rose from the dead. That Jesus, this man, died, but then he came back to life again. You see that in chapter 25, verse 19. I think these should be on the screen. A dead man named Jesus, who Paul claimed was alive. Paul said that Jesus had risen from the dead. You see it in verse 23, that the Christ would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead. Paul is saying that Jesus rose from the dead. You also get it, yes, thank you, in in verse 8. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? That's what Paul was saying about Jesus, that Jesus rose from the dead. Now, have you ever been taught that? Hands up who's been taught in junior church that Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah, I hope you've all been taught that, because it's really important. But Festus, when he hears that Jesus rose from the dead, he thinks it's he says, how can anyone rise from the dead? Dead people don't come back to life. It's impossible. It's gobbledygook. You're out of your mind, Paul. I don't believe it. And you know, there are loads of people in this world who are just like Festus. Lots of people who would say, it's nonsense that Jesus rose from the dead. You must be silly for believing it. You must be silly if you think Jesus rose from the dead. It didn't really happen. Lots of people like Festus who say it's... But Paul says it's different to that. Paul says, no, it's, it's reasonable and true. It's not a silly thing to believe. It's not silly to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. You don't have to be like Mr. Nonsense to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. It is truth. Now, there are some things in this world that are silly to believe, aren't there? Some things are silly. It would be silly to believe that McDonald's is really, really good for you. That would be silly, wouldn't it, to believe? Well, it would be silly, it would be, I see lots of people very excited about that. It would be silly to believe that I am one of the world's greatest football players. That would be, that would be silly to believe that. Or it would be silly to believe that pigs can fly. And that at night, what happens is pigs, kind of, they sprout these wings at night and they fly around at night but then in the daytime, they just go back to being pigs and snuffling around. That's 
That would be silly, wouldn't it? That would be really silly to believe that. But Paul says that believing that Jesus rose from the dead, that's not silly. That's not... No, it's not. It's truth. It's truth. And we can be sure that it's true. Well, why should we believe this then? Why should we believe that Jesus rose from the dead? How can we be sure that it really is truth? Well, Paul gives two reasons. And I want us to look at these two things. How can we be sure Jesus really rose from the dead? Here's the first reason. Because God planned it. It wasn't completely out of the blue. It wasn't something that just happened one day that no one knew was going to happen. It was something that God had been planning. Do you know, God said in the first part of the Bible, the Old Testament, God said it was going to happen. In verse 6 and 7, Paul talks about what God has promised. You get it in verse 22. Here it is on the screen. Look at the screen. Look what Paul says. He says, I'm saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses, that's the Old Testament, said would happen. Paul says God planned it. Paul's not making up stories. It's all part of God's plan. Have you ever made a plan? Have you ever made maybe a treasure map or something and you've marked your treasure map and you've made your plan about how you're going to get there? Or maybe you've uh, made a plan to go on holiday and you've packed your bags. Well, look, I've made a plan this morning. I have made a really really exciting plan. Would you like to know what it is? Some of you are going to find out what it is. If you were given a little brown envelope, can you wave it around for me now? You've got a little brown envelope. That's excellent. Now, I've written down what my plan is. Something very exciting is going to happen in the next couple of minutes and I've written it down so that you can know. Why don't you open your envelopes now and you can find out. Everybody else hasn't got a clue. So you open your envelopes and you, find, and you can maybe share it with the people around you because in, in a, just about a minute, don't let too many grown-ups see though because that was... But so in the next couple of minutes, my plan is about to happen. Something that I've planned. And some of the children seem quite excited about my plan. And the grown-ups don't know. So we're just going to... Okay, so now we're just going to wait. We're going to wait for this plan. It'll happen in the next, I don't know, 30 seconds or so. Let's... Um, Let's wait and see what happens. It's exciting, isn't it? I'm excited. I don't even know if it's going to happen. Hi Tim, come up here. Nice hat. Wow, look at that. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll take the chocolate. That's great. Look. Now, how many people knew what was going to happen? Thank you, Tim. That was lovely. You did that beautifully. Non-speaking part. Um, how many people knew what was going to happen? How did you know? How did you know what was going to happen? because it was written down on a piece of paper, wasn't it? And you could see it. And I bought these, I've got all these chocolates. So what we'll do is uh, maybe a coffee. I'll take you to coffee and you can all go and have some of these chocolates for the children. Okay? And, um, but see, you knew my plan. You knew my plan because it was written down. You knew my plan because it was written down. Now listen, God's plan is all written down. God has made this wonderful, wonderful plan and it's all written down in the Bible. 
In the Old Testament, he says exactly what is going to happen. It's not like it just happens out of the blue. God said the king would come, Jesus would come, and would rise from the dead. So it wasn't unexpected. God said it would happen. Now listen, if God says something's going to happen, will it happen? If God says it will happen, will it? Yes. Because God always does what he says. So Paul's not talking because God planned it. God always said that Jesus would rise from the dead. Even before the world was made, God had this plan that he was going to send the Lord Jesus into the world to rescue people out of darkness into light. That people who were living, ignoring God, far away from God, that Jesus would come to rescue them. That's God's plan. That Jesus would die on the cross in my place, taking the punishment I deserve, to bring me into God's light so I can be God's friend. That's God's plan. That Jesus would rise from the dead and live forever. That's God's plan. So it's not nonsense that Jesus rose. It is God's plan. And it's a fantastic plan, isn't it? Maybe some of you think that me bringing Cadbury's fingers to church this morning, but that's a pretty good plan. Listen, God's plan, God's plan to rescue people is the most wonderful, wonderful plan that has ever been made. So we can be sure that Jesus really rose from the dead, that it isn't... Well done. Because because God planned it. Because God knew that it was going to happen. That's the first reason. God planned it. So the second reason we can be sure is because Paul saw it. Do you know, there was a time, there was a time when this man Paul thought that all this stuff about Jesus was... There was a time when he thought it was rubbish. In verse 9 he says, I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus. Paul used to think it was rubbish that Jesus rose from the dead. And he used to go around trying to stop people believing it. But then look what happens. Look at the screen. It says this. Oh, sorry, no, it doesn't. I'll read it to you. Paul says this, On one of these journeys... I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. About noon, O king, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven. Try and imagine it, a light, blinding light from heaven, brighter than the sun blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goats. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Okay, now, I've got a question for you. As Paul was travelling along the roads, who did he meet? Who did he come face to face with? Yes, with Jesus. He came face to face with Jesus as he walked along. Now, was Jesus dead or alive when Paul met him? Yeah, he was alive. Now, how do we know that Jesus was alive when Paul met him? Yeah. Because he wasn't lying down on the ground. Very good. And what else? What else did did Jesus do when he met? He He talked, didn't he? That's what Jesus did. When he met Paul, Jesus spoke to him. Now listen, can dead people speak to you? No. Jesus was alive. And Jesus, the risen Lord Jesus, spoke to Paul. Paul saw Jesus alive. That's how we can be sure that Jesus really rose from the dead. 
Paul says, I've seen him. He's alive. He's totally changed my life. I'm completely changed by this man. I used to hate him. I used to try and stop people talking about him. Now I can't stop talking about him myself. I love him. I'm, my life is completely changed. I've seen him and he's alive. And now look what Jesus said to Paul. Look on the screen. Jesus said this. Now get up, stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen of me and what I will show you. Paul sees Jesus and Jesus then says, you're to be a witness. You're to be a witness to tell people what you've seen. Now listen, think about a witness. Who knows what a witness is? I need some people to help me to, uh, to explain what a witness is. Some of, the, some of the kids. I need about five or six children. Who, who wants to come and help me? Is that anything exciting? Who wants to help me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we have those, those the four there sitting there? Looking like they're causing trouble. No, not at all. Now listen, I need you. I need you just to come here a sec. Excellent. Just talk amongst yourselves just for a moment. We're just going to go in here. You're going gonna, gonna to see something in here that you're going to then tell everybody about, okay? Come in here a sec. I'll just turn the microphone off so they can't hear me. It's all happened. It's all very exciting. Now listen, where have my witnesses gone? Did you see what I just did? Right, can you go and tell some people what I just did? Tell them what you've just seen. Don't make it up. Tell them, why, tell them exactly what. Tell them exactly what you saw. Quick as you can. And once, once you've found out, tell some other people. Spread it around a bit. It probably won't make it to the balcony, but sorry about that. What about this side? This side looks a bit clueless. I mean, like they don't know what's happened. Okay, well done. Thank you, witnesses. That'll do. We've told some people. Right, well done, witnesses. Come and sit down. Okay, who, who didn't see but knows what happened? Does anyone who didn't see? Yeah, okay, can you tell me what happened? I squirted some... some who, what, what did I squirt? A Mickey Mouse. I squirted Mickey Mouse with a water pistol in the vestry. <laughs> Now listen, maybe some of you would think, oh, that's... No self-respecting preacher would ever come and squirt Mickey Mouse in the vestry with a water pistol. But did it happen? Now, do you know it happened? Why do you know it happened? Because you saw it. Because you saw it. And because you saw it, you've now told everybody so everybody can be sure that it really happened. That's what Paul did with Jesus. Paul saw Jesus with his own eyes. Paul saw that Jesus was alive and Paul then told other people. So we can be sure today that it's not, but it's that Jesus really is alive, that he really rose from the dead because God planned it and because Paul saw it. We can be sure today that Jesus is alive, that we can be rescued from darkness, that we can be forgiven, that we can be taken from darkness and brought into God's wonderful light. So Paul's not talking nonsense, it's truth. But you know, the sad thing is, the sad thing is that lots of people today still think 
that it's... They still say that Jesus didn't really rise from the dead. You're silly for believing Jesus rose from the dead. And that means they go on ignoring God and they go on ignoring his rescue. Let me ask you a question. One last question before we finish. Do you think that it's nonsense or truth? Do you think it's nonsense or truth that Jesus rose from the dead? Can you see that it is truth? Can you see the wonderful plan that God has? Can you see that Paul saw it for himself? That Paul is an eyewitness? Do you know, if we're Christians, we're not silly for believing Jesus rose from the dead. It is reasonable and true. We can be sure. We can be confident. So maybe if your friends say to you, and some of your friends will say this to you at school, they might say, oh, you're silly for believing Jesus rose from the dead. You're not being silly. It's not a silly thing to believe. It's because God planned it, because Paul saw it. So we can be completely sure. And if we ignore it, if we say that it's all then we will never be able to know God because we turn our back on his rescue and we turn our back on all that God has done for us. So it's great news that Jesus rose from the dead. It's great news that we can be confident, that we can be sure, and we should praise him for that. So let's bow our heads and let's pray.